Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. The Fairweather Podcast is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Hi! <laughs> yo, yo, yo. We are back. Fairweather Podcast. After a week break. So welcome back to Fairweather. Sponsored by BGM FM. Yes. What are you drinking? I am having pre-beer. Pre-beer. Is that Kool-Aid? Yeah. Dog? No, it's just it's just water. It's, just, <laughs> it it's looks in a green. It's in a I mean it yeah, the glass makes it look kind of cool. These are like like super nice glasses because we're like we don't want to drink out of plastic cups anymore or out of uh, actually we drink out of ball jars. Um, but I was like, we need to be adults, so we bought ourselves some adult glasses, and they make our water look like we're drinking not water. That looks and like they match the podcast. They match. They match the broadcast. It's like, like right, like your name, Chris. Like what are you drinking? Well, I am drinking Deftones Editions Ohms. Nice little uh, IPA there. So that's what I'm having right now. Pale ale by one of my favorite bands, Deftones, based on the album Ohms. Love it. Comes right out of San Diego from Belgian Beaver. Sweet. Very nice. And look like whiskey there. Oh, bullet. Very nice. Very nice. On the rocks. Um, Rye on the rocks. Stay gold. Do you do 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 splash of water or just rocks? Just rocks. Very nice. Yeah, I went whiskey tasting in at the Stranahan's Distillery in Colorado. Uh, it's one of my favorites. And they have you put a little bit of water in. Like they take you, have you do a little taste, and they put like a splash of water in. And it mm. does kind of, it's weird how the it changes just ever so slightly. But yeah, on the rocks is always a nice sipping uh, go-to yeah. whiskey on the rocks. It's it goes right to the to the brain too. So <laughs> right to the right to the fifis, right to the uh, zone. <laughs> Whatever you yeah, want to so, call it. If you're watching, uh, someone shouted out your shirt. So yeah. talk, tell me about your shirt. I've seen this yeah, on on the it. social medias. Okay. Um, tell us about it. So I mean, you can read the the message. It says more female, black, Latinx, Latinx, Indigenous, Asian, LGBTQ plus voices in sports. That's the most important part: voices in sports. Nice. So yeah, I saw it. Um, you know, I have some really cool people that I follow, and Meg Reyes. Shout out to Meg Reyes. She's um. Uh, she's a podcast producer for Blue Wave Pods, and so um, saw it, got the shirt, overwhelming demand, bought it in March. Um, they sold t- so many um, shirts, and it actually just came today in the mail. So I got it on International Women's Day, and then it came today. I was like, what is the timing? It's like with Christine's cookies, they come on the day that we have the podcast. Now the shirt comes. It's all about that, but... um. If you are interested, I'm going to put this up here. Um, that's her at just Meg Reyes underscore underscore. She, um, you can buy the shirt. I, I think the shirt sold out again, so I don't know if she's going to do another run. But if you want to get a sticker and show your support, 
Um, you can go to Megan Reyes on Venmo and Venmo $6 or do cash app. And if you're listening to this, go ahead and check our YouTube channel because we have the, the image up there on the top um, for you to check out. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I've seen it around. I saw um, uh, several of the athletic uh, writers, um, Jeff Ruder, Meg Linehan, I think they were tweeting it out as well. Um, so quality people making quality product to spread a quality message. Uh, so support as much as you can yeah for sure uh violent gents what's your shirt about chris i don't want you to feel left out oh hey thanks 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 appreciate it uh you know violent gentleman is a uh, hockey based apparel a brand out of anaheim um i think the warehouse might be even some of the guys are from anaheim they're kind of out of long beach but it's basically just a hockey apparel brand and they went with the brand violent because violent is like hockey right like it's like it's bodies on the glass. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of its own sort of nature, you know, but then gentlemen, because obviously, you know, all the dudes are, are gents off the ice, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of a, it's kind of a good little contrast, but they got, they had a hard time, I think earlier in their brand, really trying to explain that it wasn't like that. It was like some violent gentleman who's going around just beating people up. It was like a hockey thing and violent was, different than violence and that was the that was the distinction point so but i like it it's a 4x i can wear it i don't have to go hitting anyone up for a whole year trying to get them to (laughs) offer me a size so you know that's what's up for sure um all right so we did what are we drinking and what are we wearing Uh, very nice um uh so there's some news going on in san diego that we want to hype it hype because it is uh, San Diego soccer still. Um, and that is the indoor team. San Diego soccer's are uh, trying to get their 15th championship, I believe. Um, and there are tickets for sale. You can go. It'll be in Ontario, California uh, at Citizens Bank. I believe it's what it's called still. Beautiful, beautiful arena in Ontario. Uh, I haven't seen a soccer's match or a Ontario Fury match. I have seen drumline shows there because I'm a nerd. Um, but tickets are available. Uh, you go to, uh, San Diego, sdsoccers.com slash finals. Um, and you can, uh, put in for tickets. Uh, they're 30 bucks for one game. There's a game on Friday night, seven Oh five kickoff. Um, and then Sunday, I believe is three or three thirty. Um, and Toyota arena. Thank you, Jerry, for hooking that up. Toyota arena it used to be citizens bank and now it's Toyota. Cause they rename these things all the time. Uh, family four pack is a hundred bucks for four tickets to one game, 180 bucks for both games. Uh, cr- great deal. Uh, go out and support your local soccer's uh, team as they go for uh, one for the toe, I guess. <clears throat> I mean, they're like the most successful franchise in San Diego by far, as far as championships are concerned. And so we we wanted to shout them out. Uh, Jerry does some good work uh, with them, uh, and and Craig Elston's been in the community for a really long time. And uh, not only do we want to support the players, but we want to support the franchise. We want to support those people who have uh, been out and about and are good, upstanding human beings in our community. Uh, so if you can make it, uh, hit up the website. They have about 500 tickets to sell, uh, and they are um, 
we need as many people there as possible to fill that arena because it's going to be a tough match uh, against the uh, Ontario Fury. And uh, this is a heated rivalry. Uh, it features the guy who always knocks out the San Diego Soccers out of the playoffs, uh, Frank Tayu. Uh, so it'll be a fun match. If you've never been to indoor, this is going to be a good one to go to. Um, if you have been to indoor, you know how fun indoor soccer, um, arena soccer can be. Uh, so go check it out. Uh, so that is sandsdsoccers.com slash finals uh, for information on tickets and uh, the like. Uh, so hit them up. Go watch a game. It should be a good time. Thank so you, Alan, to, for that update. Yeah. Nice, Alan. Yeah, shut cool. that out. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be off the grid this weekend. Otherwise, I would be there. So. Fair enough. And Chris... It's a little bit of a commute for you to Ontario, California. You can watch um, anything on internet. You can. You're you can watch anything support. on the internet. Uh, <laughs> Facebook. They. Uh, it's on Facebook. Um, M-A-S-L. You can go check that out as well. Uh, yeah. Indoor soccer. Have you been, Chris, to an indoor soccer match? Yeah, I've been to one. And there's a lot of goals. A lot of goals. Although yeah, playoffs, maybe not as many in the playoffs as a regular season, but yes. Like one um, less. But it's just, <laughs> they, they just, they just score, man. Like I, I, okay. I've been because I, I've, I've tried to like cover, you know, and right. it's just kind of like, all right, I don't know if I can write up the sequence of, you know, 12 to 15 goals after a while. It just kind of, you kind of lose adjectives and descriptors after a while, you know, so. Right, right, and that's why we got to give love to Craig Elston because he calls those games and still finds ways to make all every single goal entertaining and enjoyable. Um, Mercy, you've been, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been when I was younger, I haven't been as an adult. Um, that's another story for another day, and I'm sure I'll tell you on the on the afterpod, but no. Oh, just... hey, the afterpod. They, they're going to want to know about that. You know that, right? They're going to want to know. Yeah, maybe we'll do a tr- Twitter spaces. Oh, mm. you hear that, Chris? Let's do it. Anyways. Like um, it. Yeah, no, um, to be fair, I don't, that is a common story. Just, yeah, go ahead. That is a common story of I was went was a kid, but I haven't gone lately. Um, but is that, is that no. fair weather way, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just not as there is a lot of goals and, and I'm just not as much of a fan of indoor soccer. I mean, there's only so many uh days in the week that I can I think it also overlapped with like some other things, like certain nights and stuff like that. And I was just kind of like, I can't use up all my my time <laughs> to like go on the weekends or some I don't know what it was. You, you know the, the cool thing though about it is the penalties. Like think mm. about it from from our aspects of doing a podcast. Like if if them if they would let you in to interview players while they're sitting like in for a penalty, <laughs> it's got that hockey appeal to it, right? Yeah. So you could yep. be asking yep. them like like hey man like you know like about his current thoughts or yeah, just some random question. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you have a hot dog in there with with him while you're like interviewing him. Because <laughs> seriously, like indoor soccer is silly as hell. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's silly as hell. Like those kind of things. Sometimes they got weird, like 
performances that happen after and usually you can go down to the the field and meet the players it's just it's it's like a circus in its own right so um sounds yeah. like a, a lacrosse indoor lacrosse match which is played at the same arena so yeah it's yeah. very much it's it's very much like a hockey slash basketball slash box across if you haven't gone the tropics the tropics yes (laughs) well the san diego soccer meets goon Goon. the san diego (laughs) soccer did eliminate the florida tropics this season so uh that is a thing um so yeah if you have a chance uh check it out uh if you uh have never seen an indoor soccer game uh you need to go it is Super fun. Uh, yeah, com slash finals. Uh, all right. Um, we had a f- couple f- friendlies, back-to-back friendlies, like a double header, mm-hmm. to borrow a baseball term. Two full 90-minute matches against Seattle. Uh, any of you guys check out any of the social media shenanigans around the team, around the games? Not I. Just that they, they were going to try to give as much updates as they can and then when i saw that i was like i'll get my updates from you guys retweeting it so yeah i did see some stuff but not a lot i didn't follow it closely how about you alan um i noticed there was more stuff kind of after the match than like during the match which seems to be kind of the mo of uh unless like something really fun and good is happening uh, it tends to be more after the fact than mm-hmm. during the match, which is fine. Like I'm sure they sent up a skeleton crew and uh, the guy, the people who are tweeting are probably um, that's not their only job that they're doing. Uh, so it was a little bit sparse, um, but I was able to find a Facebook stream uh, from what felt like a old school, webcam that was on top of the roof of the building uh on seattle's facebook page or not seattle's facebook page but it was people posting and it was like this random weird like our players were like this big their players were like this big uh and i watched about 45 minutes of at the end of the second game and i saw pretty much nothing but it was nice to see orange kits on the on the pitch mm. this this sounds like going to the internet like the geocams and like watching like stuff happening yes. in like louisiana just for fun like it in- felt very it felt very much like that like this game could have literally been any two teams and i probably wouldn't have noticed the difference except that it wasn't in the right stadium like <laughs> There were times where I'm like, is that our guy? Is that their guy? Because like once it gets to the far side of the pitch, it was impossible. It was just blurred, <laughs> pixelated, like shades of things. Uh, but you can kind of tell the overall like shape of the team seems very familiar. Uh, it's like the four back into the three back on attack, although they didn't attack too much. Um, defensively, they looked really strong. Uh, the back line moved really well together, stepped up together, stepped back together. It felt very fluid on defense as far as uh, it felt like they were moving as a unit, which is always a great sign. Uh, But is there any concern uh, over some of these score lines with lots of zeros and ones for San Diego Loyal? Or is this kind of a, it's preseason, 
hey, Phoenix isn't really scoring too many goals either. Like, are, Is this something we're afraid of, Chris? I mean, when you think about it, though, this is only the second and third set of full 90s. You know, everyone else has been playing full 90s. So now what you have is the team basically trying to tune in. You know, if they're only playing 45s, it was like they had half the time to try to score. Now they've got so much time. they got to figure out what their run of form is going to be. Are they going to come out hot and then try to defend for, you know, for a solid 45? Or are they going to, you know, come out, they can't do anything in the first 30, change the pitch, you know, put in someone? Is that, you know, I mean, obviously they shouldn't hopefully use any other subs that soon. That would be a huge problem, I think. But um, I wouldn't be – it's hard to say, like, if you're going to be concerned or not, like, yeah, you should, you should, you should want to see like some scores from the team, you know, like just get in there. Let's kind of make it interesting. But I would be more concerned about the chance creation and, you know, how they're getting creative because if, if they're not creating a lot of chances, I'm concerned about that. But if they're creating a lot of chances and they just can't get into dangerous spaces, um, then, then that's kind of a, a different situation altogether. Marissa, your thoughts? Oh, um, I think I'm going to bring back that that graphic if if they don't pick it up here in the preseason. Well, what we only have a couple more games left, but more goals, please. I think it's just it's more so about you know like not just the goals being scored, but like Chris said, like creating chances because you get into that fluidity fluidity once the matches actually start counting um, in. How many days? Like two weeks in a couple days, right? So, um, you know, I think that's that's where I come from. It's hard to, you know, if I'm not able to watch them and like I can't see them in person, um, it's hard to really say exactly if they're having trouble with that or if they're communicating. Is there like, are they missing it on different levels? At what point are they they missing that? those connections. So um, I guess we'll have to wait and see unless one of us is able to go watch a preseason match. Maybe Alan, I don't know. Well, and then, yeah. um, well, and the other thing too, is, I mean, you know, from, from a fan's perspective, they want to see some bangers, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they want to see some curlers, some, some end swinging balls, you know, some headers. I mean, you, you know, you want to see that. That's, that's part of the excitement. Like, Right now, your senior team not get any points. But again, you know what do the chances look like? You know, um, mm-hmm. think about think about last season. Think about when they had some midseason acquisitions, and then all of a sudden they were able right. to turn up a little bit more. And you know, unfortunately, with the turnover, they gotta kind of start over a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, again, like. There are other things too besides just scoring of goals in the preseason. It's how are they working together, like Marissa talked about, and you know, like Alan talked about. Look at how the back line has got a fluid movements. You know, the midfield that's going to be something to think about because you got to have teams like Phoenix that keep it on the ground too, that like run up the midfield. So how well is the midfield? doing to win balls right there in the middle or high, up high, you know, to keep some of that happening. It needs to be more of a cheese grater through there, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the frustration comes in. It's like, I want to see all those things and find those stats, 
but it's been um, radio silent on a lot of those things. And that's, you know, by design. Um, I think maybe this is the new normal that we need to get used to is that uh, for the most part, we're not going to get tons of information from preseason and that's fine. I think we get spoiled with like baseball because baseball is like, you're just preseason or preseason spring training. is like a big thing that people go to and it's right. Um, and you get like tons of access to games, like same thing with like football. Um, but with, you know, soccer, you look around the landscape and we're not the only fan base that is, you know, hey, what's our team look like? Hey, what's our team look like? I think it's it's pretty normal across the landscape that, you know, access is rel- relatively limited. And I do think Chris is right. Like, I think this is what boils down to last season when you figured that things were going to start improving is when you saw not necessarily goals go up, but you saw chances start happening. And you realize that, you know, you're going to have games where you're not going to score tons of goals because you're up against a hot keeper or just things aren't clicking. But as long as you're creating chances, you know, over the course of a 32 game season, those things are going to pan out. Um, I guess the other thing to remind us also as well is like that Reno game last year, I think it was like a 4-2 win. Like we destroyed Reno. And so it's like, that's the other side too. Like you score all these goals and I think you're like, all right, we're good to go. We're an offensive team. We're going to score tons of goals. And then when you don't, you're like, all right, I guess things are going wrong. Um, right. So I think uh, maybe not something to necessarily push a panic button over with preseason. I think there were some questions out of Phoenix because I think they're dealing with the same kind of deal of, I think they had like a couple games in a row where they didn't score either. And when a team like Phoenix doesn't score, people start asking questions. And that was the same response of it's preseason. We're working some stuff out. We're trying a bunch of different combinations. We're trying some things to see what works and what doesn't to push the envelope and to really kind of bring the team together. And as long as we're creating chances and things are looking good, then we're on the right track. And Coach Donovan has always said this preseason that they're ahead of schedule. They're ahead of schedule. Things are looking good. Tons of chances. And it's like that's the positive positivity that I want to wake, walk away from. And then maybe be surprised that first game like everything will be brand new and we'll see it for the first time and it'll be new and it'll be exciting it'll be a different kind of exciting american football reference but i feel like (laughs) what you're going to be seeing in in the pacific is very equivalent of two sec juggernauts um in the sense that there's so much talent in the pacific that you know games aren't going to be knockdown drag out types of fights they're going to be you know you know, very close scores, not a lot of differential. Like, I would be really surprised if a team like Phoenix is going to be able to get, you know, a huge distance of differential in that division. Because I think that everything is going to be so closely notched through, like, a particular set of teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be more like old-school East Conference where it's not, like... Western Conference, like three years ago, everything was a shootout. It was like, who can score the most goals and we'll play defense sometimes. Like, it was very much like New Mexico United was like that when they first started, too. It was like, we'll score three, but we might give up three. We'll score four. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and that's where they struggled early on was they would score, they would go up 3-0, and then they would let in three goals and it would be a draw. But it would be super fun as a neutral because you're 
there's six goals in a game. Like it's crazy. It's like shootout, a fast pace, back and forth. Um, and I think maybe some of these USL Western Conference teams are going a little bit more of that East Coast route of maybe not as much run and gun, uh, but a little bit more defensive. Like Orange County was a strong defensive team last year and didn't score a ton of goals. Um, I think um, Sacramento is another team that's not necessarily a run and gun team. Uh, who, Oakland, who knows what Oakland's going to look like, but they have a lot of defensive talent for sure. Um, highlighted in the USL, like, are we had a couple guys highlighted, and they had, um, was it Wall Fall? Is that who they who they signed? Um, so who knows? It might be a huge defensive battle in the West in the Pacific because no one wants to be that open. What up, Harry? Uh, no one wants to be that open because once you're that open, some of these teams are just gonna cut you to shreds. I'm really interested to see where that. Uh player Frischnick is going to end up. Yes. I did not like him last last year, but that's because he would come on and score goals. And you're like, no, Vegas, you're supposed to lose. He would do it. In Unless such you're... A... Oh, man. So... He, would do it. he would do it in such a crazy way. Go ahead, Marissa. Sorry. So, no, it's okay. I wanted to uh, mention the next preseason game is this weekend. Saturday, Cal State Fullerton. I wonder if we'll able, we're able to get some footage from that game. I mean, considering it's closer and maybe someone can go. I can't, but maybe you can like get on top of a parking garage at the college or you know, get some of that, <laughs> get some of that sniper footage. Are they playing in Fullerton or are they playing at Chula, Chula Vista? Oh yeah. It says at uh I think it's at home. Can't tell. Yeah, Chula Vista. Yeah, so I don't think we have access to that one, but did you get the Probably email about not. them potentially opening it up for pre-match? Not pre-match, I, but like this week. Oh, yeah. Um, I think they're trying to uh, bring some more people in to drive up, uh, drum up some some support. And we, we asked to go um, to have access to some stuff, so we might be able to get some content to you soon, uh, but it'll be in Chula Vista, which means it'll probably be behind closed doors. Uh, Orange County just played them, and I think they won 5-0, 6-0 or something. So that'll be – we should see some fireworks from our team, uh, and I think if we see a low-scoring match, I think that's when we start to like go, hmm. Uh, but I think this is the, the opportunity for the team to really put a lot of those things together that we've been seeing um, and have another performance like they did against 1904 where they were able to create tons of chances. And that's the thing is it might be we're creating tons of chances. We're just not finishing them. Um, and that's fine. Um, you just got to work some of that timing stuff out. Uh, so that's what is coming up. Uh, they are in Chula Vista um, at the Olympic Training Center. It'd be um, interesting to talk to that coach that we talked to that one time. That one coach that we talked to that one time. Which, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which coach? <laughs> dang, dang, Alan. Why are you going to do like that? Like the dude, the guy who was coaching Chula Vista. Oh, the Chula Vista FC guy? Yes. Um, oh, yeah, yeah so I think this. He might get some insight. This weekend's match will be uh, uh, one I'm watching more for the scoreline than anything else, just to see these guys coming together because this is. Uh, you're looking at more and more kind of this is our starting 11. 
Uh, you see the, that consistency through um, some of the starters. And um, and I think, you know, our roster is pretty much uh, coming together. It's kind of, I don't want to say it's set because there are, you know, there's some rumors still flying around about Ibarra, whether or not he's going to sign or not, or what that's going to look like. Um, so I think that's the big question mark. But um, you said that Jerry sent this out. Yes. Well, yeah. Jerry Jimenez. Uh, yo, yo, Jerry. Friend of ours. Love Jerry. Uh, he put this out and just kind of, hey, this is what our, our roster looks like right now. You know, on paper, this looks like a better team than last year. Um, I mm-hmm. think there's, if, you know, maybe some equal um, side this, you know, um, what I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, maybe not like upgrades, but definitely like like for like changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm pretty excited about this roster. I think there's some question marks of how well Trey Muse is going to perform. Um, young goalkeeper, but um, I think between him and uh, Austin Guerrero, I think we got some things covered in on the back line. Um, mm-hmm. Thoughts about our roster as it comes together? Mm. <laughs> so just... much defensive power. Go ahead. Yeah. No, that's what I'm that's what I'm seeing just in like some people's assessments of what they um have thought about the matches so far and like, you know, we're we're pretty powerful in the back. So, I'm excited to see if like I mean, I I've always watched Austin when he plays goalkeeper just cuz he's the local guy. Um but I that's where I'm I'm focusing most on goalkeeper. Just who will step up in that sense because um, I guess that's my most favorite position uh, in this sense right now, but I don't really have any other thoughts. What about you, Chris? I mean, <clears throat> just looking at the forwards, I mean, you know, obviously we, we've talked about it so much, throw that back up. Yeah, Herzog, I mean, you know, you love to see that. You love to see um, Guido up in there. You love to see Tumi Moshibani. Um, you know, I mean – it's exciting. Ben Spencer definitely, you know, mm-hmm. we've seen it. We've seen him get hot before he got to San Diego. He definitely brings leadership, um, you know. And I think with a, a season where so many more things are knowns and they're not unknowns, and they've got more uh, matches to them, uh, I think that that's really going to help. I mean, remember with Ben Spencer? I mean, we knew that he was he was kind of secretly you know, on the team initially, then not, then all of a sudden signed finally, you know, and I'm sure that's got to mess with someone. Like it's got to mess with you a little bit emotionally as far as what you're, where you're going to be at. But now that you're guaranteed, you know, that you're there, um, you know, I think, I think it's going to be good. But for me, that's, that's kind of what I'm looking at. I'm looking at what, what the forwards will do. I'm looking at in the midfield, um, you know, can some of the crosses originate there, you know, because, and, 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 Will San Diego build out of the back a lot, or will they really just try to get that sort of like hurry up play kind of going? You know, so. I mean, last year they really focused on trying to be a possession team, and I I would assume that they're working toward that same idea of if you can control the ball and you can, can you know, we're not a counter attacking team; we're a build up, um, slow progression, get Jack uh, Metcalf up the field, which means you need to be able to hold on to the ball. So you're not caught out. 
I think that there's definitely some um, – there's going to be a thing to watch as far as can we keep possession, can we build up, uh, as opposed to just dump, dumping over the top route one counterattacking stuff. Uh, the thing that I'm excited about this too is, you know, the 17 year old, the 16 year old, the 17 year old signing yeah. and bringing in some of these young guys. Uh, it's just the, that next evolution of the team as far as tapping in and building into the community is giving kids a pathway to go to pro. Um, and we see it uh, with some of our rivals being able to bring guys up and develop them and really send them off the, on their way on their career and give them that solid foundation. So I'm really excited to see. Uh, how these four kids fit into the first team if they get some first team minutes and maybe a um, a game late in a game or they uh, like a um, against maybe a LAFC to a los dos 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 los dos uh, whatever they're gonna call them uh, or maybe against like a, a Tacoma or something. I, I do. I and so I'm. I'm really excited to see how those kids fit in and how they kind of build the academy idea with this kind of mm-hmm. uh, San Diego loyal select, uh, and how that translates to first team minutes either this year or next year. Um, you're not always going to see these kids play tons of first team minutes, but um, it is going to be fun to watch their development and see what kind of what what the team is able to do. Because uh, we saw what they were able to do with like a Rubio Rubin, um, as far as kind of a a guy who should be in the MLS comes in um, and displays that he's he's still got it to play at that next level, and that's an exciting element of the team as well. That the fact that we're not um, in a position to hold guys up in their career, and we're gonna do what's best for them, and then um, hopefully we. Uh, see them be successful uh, at a higher level. Um, this is kind of one of the things about USL is, you know, and they, we talk about transfer and the transfer market and stuff. It's it's one of those double-edged swords. You want to be a good team and you want to hold on to your guys, but you also don't want to get in their way uh, if they want to move on to something um, like an MLS, a Liga MX, um, or even going over to Europe like we see with some USL guys. Uh, so it's I'm really excited to see those young kids getting a chance to uh, move up. And this is why USL and getting a team in San Diego was such a huge deal um, that they can play in their home, home market. Uh, We saw how exciting that is when, you know, the, with the Padres with a hometown kid uh, doing something amazing for the team, it just felt more special because it was a kid who grew up watching the team and loving the team. And in a generation from now, are we talking about that same thing where they're, that kid who grew up watching San Diego Loyal now gets to play and now does something amazing. I'm interested to see the the speed difference um, between someone who's like 17 and 19 and like a grown ass man. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think that's going to be very interesting um, to see to see the difference. And it's probably going to if they can harness it. Um, it could be a very good thing. So, and also, let's see some of these young academy kids like lead the team in goals. That'd be sick. Is that a prediction? Yeah. Is that what you're making? That's your official prediction. That's right. There's going to be a Lamelo up in San Diego, loyal. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm gonna. Um, I'm go gonna ahead. tell you why you're wrong. No, you're not. <laughs> 
You, you go ahead and freeze frame all you want, buddy. You and I watched the soccer uh, games together. Lordy, lordy. <laughs> That'll be the day. I can't wait. Mm. It's, it's, on my, it's on my bucket list. Watch a soccer match with Chris. Yes. Yeah, you One will. of these days. You will. One of these days. Speaking of watching soccer games with friends, um, still kind of waiting on kind of road trip news. Um, some positive side as far as like welcoming away fans uh, as we move toward different lighter colors. But uh, Governor Newsom announced on June 15th of hospitalization stay low. Uh, we may be getting rid of the tiered systems. Uh, so we might be moving toward um, bigger crowds, more people hanging out. I know Padres just announced that they're talking and discussing about having like a vaccinated section uh, where they can have more people in less space. Uh, and so that's just all great news for San Diego Loyal as far as uh, maybe people road tripping in uh, like an Andy or a Harry um, or some of our USL friends uh, coming out to San Diego and checking out a game. But that also might mean that, you know, things are looking positively in the summertime that road trips might be a thing. Uh, road trips, yes or nah right now? How are we feeling about them? Hell yes for me. I'm a hell yes. Um, Backed up, hell yeah. I'm going to, um, I actually uh, reached out to the people at Phoenix to see what their policy was in terms of uh, media and, and what that access looks like. So hopefully we'll hear back and uh, maybe I'll be able to get out there safely and, you know, probably just a day trip. I don't know uh, if I really want to stay in Phoenix or be around all the zonies for that long. They're not that bad. I mean, but I have two friends out there too, so we'll see. We'll see. It's there's a lot of factors and you know I just live in the moment, so I don't know, you know. What about you, Alan? I know you're fully vaxxed and all that. Fully vaxxed. Uh still a little worried about the way trips, uh, but only because of just the I would assume that there were probably hoops to jump through uh, as far as getting to games right now. Uh, but it might be like in the, in the middle of summer when things uh, open up, there might be a, a, a way trip that I would travel to. I mean, obviously Orange County uh, is a different story. I will probably be at both of those matches uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but What's that? I mean, it's double dipping, right? You get both the San Diego and the Orange County and then I can watch one game for two podcasts. It's like it's like half of the work I would normally do. Um Copa to Allen. But maybe like in LA. I didn't go to any of the LA ones last uh in the past with Orange County, but maybe um LA would be an, a nice one to go to. Maybe like in Oakland. Uh something like in California. Um out of state I'm a little bit worried still because some of those governors are cray cray. And um, I don't know if traveling to Phoenix is in the cards for me right now, but we I went a couple years ago. It was a blast. If uh, That would definitely be one I would go check out because of the new stadium. Um, plan on traveling? I, I, I'll say maybe at this point. I'm not a nah. I'm not a yeah. I'm a maybe, except for Orange County. I'll probably be at those games because that's a little bit easier to get to. And um, I don't understand I know that. that. 
the logic of going up to Oakland, all the way up to Oakland, and like all the way up California versus like just going quickly over to Arizona. Because then you can go to like Oakland, you can go into the city, you can oh, make like it like a whole thing. Pan- you know, the Black Panther stuff. You could, there's so many sites to go there in Oakland. But that's a right, long versus- ass drive from here. Oh, no, fly versus there for Phoenix. sure. Fly there. Fly. Oh, sorry, Chris. I like fly <laughs> fly, fly there for sure. Um, yeah, traveling, dude. Yeah, no, I'm all in. That's tight. Um, mm-hmm. I have my other shot by the on the thirtieth, so that's one thing. But um, I just love to be on the road, personally. You know, I mean, you get to meet people on the road. Like I got to meet Harry last year, and that was rad. I mean, I was gonna sleep at the airport, but he instead he let me sleep on his couch, so it turned out better. Um, but uh, yeah, no, definitely gonna travel. Uh, Phoenix, that'd be sick. You know, you definitely gotta, you know, banter with dudes, and then you know, you bring some beer, and it's it's chill. So you know. It'll be all good. Yeah, that is the one thing that, for me, like, the game is almost secondary to the, like, meeting people and interacting with them and building that community is something that is very exciting to me about traveling and going to away games. It's, like, up there. It's, like, the game and then, like, hanging out with folks before and after the match. Um, Because it is all about community. It is all about kind of building that uh, and getting to know each other because I think Twitter can be a pretty dark place, but when you know each other, like it's not nearly as as dark. I think when you know that you're bantering with someone that you've talked to in person and that you know who that you know that person, mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit less. Um, you, you it's a little bit less hurtful and dark. I think you know that it comes from a place of love, whereas otherwise you're like, I have no idea who you are. You could be the biggest a hole in the world. <laughs> and it it cuts a little bit deeper, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if Harry's yeah. gonna give me a hard time, I know it comes from a place of love. Whereas, you know, some random fan giving me shtick on the Twitter machines, I might be like, "Oh, that hurt my feelings." Dude, Harry's, Harry, gonna, Harry's gonna. We'll give you a hug, Alan. <laughs> Harry, Harry's gonna get you some good food. We'll get you some sweet tea. You can watch four different games on his TV. Like I'm telling you, like. You need to go out to San Antonio for sure. Oh, I mean, I just talk of know. travel, you guys are. Yeah, uh, it weirds me out a little bit still, but I'm coming. I'm coming around. I ate at a restaurant inside. Whoa! Uh, Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> right. So I'm making. I'm making some progress here. I know I'm going to probably be the like the last one. I'm the voice of like still slightly paranoid, but being at work has like calmed me down a little bit. And like being and seeing other humans has calmed me oh, down a little bit. How's wearing actual pants? Uh, I'm. <laughs> I don't wear actual. <laughs> so I got me some like my my Adidas. Oh, nice. Holy I just got my pair. I just got my pair. I don't have them on right now, but I, I bought a couple. <laughs> I am wearing pants, I, just not those. So for those of you who don't know, this is a PSA. Um, you can go. I think Betty Yee has it. I don't remember what she, what office it is, but you can look for like money that you should like you people owe you, right? It's like these unclaimed um, this unclaimed money stuff. Uh, so I had like sixty bucks from Directv from like years ago, and I finally got the check. So I went online, so now I have a different Adidas pair of pants to wear on the four days I have to go to work because I'm not wearing jeans anymore. Um, 
because I have to teach outside. I teach outside like a PE teacher now. So I got to be like comfortable and be able to like not be super cold, but also not be super hot. So yeah, I wear my, my Adidas track pants every day. Are those the cool ones from the nineties with the breakaway where they like, they're snap no. on the side and you go, boom. Um, first of all, that's frowned upon at school to take your pants off in front of children. So no, <laughs> but also we're not on the after pod yet, guys. Come on. Dude, <laughs> I mean, dude, shorts, bro. Shorts. Come on. Uh, no, it's just the ones with like the zipper at the bottom. Um, I teach in Temecula, Harry, and yes, it gets warm there. Um, Ooh, yeah, I ate my feelings over lockdown. So my my pants, like if I had if I bought jeans right now, I would go to like the maternity section because I need something a little bit stretchy. I'm not gonna shout, lie. Shout out um, to Harry's wife, man, because she did make me homemade enchiladas. They were so good. Nice. And that's a that's the other part about traveling too, is like you get to hang out with the folks and then they're like, Hey, go to this local spot and you get the the dope food. Yeah. Unless yeah. they don't like you, and then they're like yeah, yeah, that's totally the best best taco place in San Diego. We don't, totally we don't need to go, go to there. Texas though and get tacos. Like I've been there; they're not good. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> Andy King. Yes, Andy. Turkey eating pants. Like uh, yeah, every day for me is the day, the evening of Thanksgiving. That's just how I roll these days. Um, yeah, Orange County played Fullerton their first free, first preseason match because they don't start playing till so late. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm wearing to work is stretchy pants, like a PE, like a PE teacher. That's gonna be our first merch available. Stretchy, stretchy pants. pants. I think that's the name of this episode. Stretchy, <laughs> stretchy pants. pants. Yeah. Uh, Soccer and stretch, stretchy pants. Stretchy pants and stretchy shirts for yeah. sure. For sure. Oh my god. All right. Oh, yes. We have one we more. Have- but one more oh, show have... before the uh, before the official launch of the loyal season. That's next week. So I think we're going to be more serious on that show, right? What seriously no. bantering? Ah. <laughs> when are we ever serious? <laughs> when you guys talk oh. X's and O's, that's when we're serious. Oh, fair, fair. Okay. <laughs> uh, two balls and a mic with a late comment coming in which i technically agree with all pants are stretchy pants if you try hard enough um i mean there's like that picture of like that little bulldog that says what what chubby guys look like wearing skinny jeans that's how i feel on on like a daily basis is just like skinny legs and then like really chubby in the middle like I'm not sure how like when it's breezy how I don't fall over because I'm definitely top heavy. But yes, <laughs> we are getting so off topic right now. We can have a whole episode on clothes. It's the after pod. We're not. Coming, at, we're coming. not off yet though. We got to get. It's coming soon. They're gonna wish they were in the after. We'll just pod go now. on the Twitter Spaces. They're gonna wish. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So we have. One more preseason match, and then it's our gear up for Phoenix. Uh, I'm working on a season preview to put on our website, and I'll make sure it gets t- tweeted out. Um, and yeah, I, it still feels so far away, but I know that it's going to be April 30th, and we will be ruining a home opener in due time. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Cool. So uh, next Marissa. week, seven o'clock. Tune in. It'll be our last preseason one before the season call. I'm sorry, I cut you off. What did you want to say? I was just going to say, uh, where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me at hashtag Marissa on Instagram and Twitter. How about you, Chris? You can find me at by Chris Walker on Instagram and Twitter. You're going to have to ask for permission to follow me on Instagram. I only let cool people inside. <laughs> cool people only. Right. Oh, that's why my that's why my uh, request is still sitting there. I see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. Alan, where can we find you at? At a Underwood forty eight on the Twitter machines. Um, good luck to the teams who actually kick off next weekend. USL League One has started as well, so if you're a League One supporter as well, uh, NISA started today as well. We saw nineteen four go out there. Yeah. So there's tons of local soccer. Uh, again, the soccer's um, the soccer's are playing Friday and Sunday. Go get your tickets uh, it's the, for the finals, and so tons of soccer happening. There's soccer happening right now at Champions League and Concacaf mm-hmm. Champions League and Copa Libertadores. So <laughs> I, my phone battery is dying like crazy. So uh, enjoy <laughs> your first enjoy your uh, first. Uh, weekends of USL and uh, NISA and uh, can't wait to see you guys out there at a San Diego Loyal match soon. Bye everyone. Peace.